0: Welcome back to Well, That's Interesting, the teamwork makes the dream work, or some shit, edition. (laughs) Today is episode 122, magpies work together to remove tracking devices, and how many pigeons would it take to lift you? Seriously, that is an actual, real question, and I'm Jill Chacha. (laughs) And if this is your first time listening... Welcome to the flock, business goose. It's just you and me today, kiddo. So buckle the fuck up. Now, I know today's topics sound so, so very random, even for this show, but look, stick with me. That's just the surface level of things. We are going to dig deep into that teamwork magpie behavior and actually do the math behind that wacky ass pigeon question. And I promise you, the answers, the details, they will have you looking at these creatures so differently. <laughs> maybe even look looking at them like with some trepidation, especially in the second half of the show. We'll get into it. But in the first half of the show, we're going to talk about a very familiar subject, uh, maybe even kind of a banal subject. We're going to talk about researchers suiting birds with tracking devices. You know, the little kind of tiny little backpacks that help us understand where birds go, how they travel, and for how long, blah, blah, blah. But but on one fateful day, this routine act of suiting up some birds revealed way more than what scientists bargained for. It's it's making history. And then, after the break, it's everyone's favorite new segment, come on and say it with me now. Let's read from a book, motherfucker. That's right. We're sticking with Randall Munro's masterpiece, What If, Volume 2. And someone actually submitted the question, quote, how many pigeons would it require to lift the average person and a launch chair to the height of Australia's Q1 skyscraper? End quote. Now that's on page 26, and good old Randall did the math for us, and holy, holy shit, y'all. The answer? Would destroy the Earth. I'm not kidding. It's literally devastation, and I cannot wait to get into that with you. So so shall we begin? All right, to do so, we need to head on over to the pleasantly named University of the Sunshine Coast in Queensland, Australia. It's here we'll find Dominique Potvin, an ornithologist, and her triumphant team. Well... Well, they just made a breakthrough, or they at least they believed they just made a breakthrough in tracking device technology, and they were so eager to test out their new creation. Now, the purpose of donning birds, for example, with a GPS, isn't just to satisfy our human curiosity. A lot of the info gathered can help pass legislation to preserve habitats or even other species the birds rely on. Their movements and flock dynamics, like how far they travel each day, where they go, like I said, and even their social behaviors, influenced by sex, age, or rank, all of that can be recorded by these backpacks. Now, these reasons seem to justify fitting a bird with something they're not used to at all. But Dr. Dominique is like, look, these GPS doohickeys actually create a moral dilemma. Quote, some animals seem really undisturbed by the trackers, others seem to hate them," she told IFL Science. You can never really predict and how a new species will respond. That's part of why we do pilot studies." End quote. So, my friends. Dr. Dominique and the gang had worked vigorously on a new device they felt would be small enough not to interfere with or discomfort a medium-sized bird, like the legendary magpie. And before rolling out a ton of them, they started off with just a handful. But before we get into that pilot study let's talk about a few things uh, about this new device and a few things about magpies if you're not familiar quote most trackers are too big to fit on small and medium-sized birds and small trackers tend to be limited when it comes to data storage battery life and reusability this new tracker weighing less than a gram was designed to overcome these problems Attached to a backpack like harness, the device can recharge wirelessly, transmit data wirelessly, and detach with the use of a magnet, which means the birds wouldn't have to be recaught at the end of the experiment. The team was excited by this design as it opened up many possibilities for efficiency and enabled a lot of data to be collected. End quote from George Dvorsky of Gizmodo.com. So, yes. The team was so damn excited. And if you pop on over to our social media stuff, uh, you'll see a four box diagram of the device and how they thought, (laughs) I'll say that again, how they thought it was gonna work. Uh, I'll give you a second to head on over either to Instagram or Twitter. Just tap on uh, the latest post and swipe through. You'll see this little diagram here. And in the top left square, There's the tracker in all her glory. Um, The data collector uh, is probably no bigger than your thumbnail. There's also a magnet that's also very tiny and it's all attached by strings. I'd say no bigger or no thicker than dental floss. And then in the following three boxes, there are illustrations. The first is of a magpie wearing this tracker. Uh, It landed at a feeding station and the second box shows this is where Another magnet is located where it unsnaps the device, letting it fall to the ground. And voila, in the third and final box, we have the magpie flying off free and naked. Easy. Easy. Not, right? Very straightforward. Well, a few things about Australian magpies. Well, they're closely related to crows, jays, and ravens. So they're clever. So clever they can recognize themselves in mirrors. And humans call a flock of magpies a parliament now that's giving a, that's giving parliaments a lot of credit, but <laughs> the birds the birds, my friends, they're fucking smart now, with all of this in mind, let's head on back to this pilot study. The team first trained five local random magpies to land and eat at that feeding station equipped with that magnet that's supposed to undo the thing, and when the birds learned that behavior the team felt it was time to fit them with the new device. The team, like I said, felt confident that this harness could not be removed easily as it required a fucking magnet, quote, or a really good pair of scissors, Dominique told Gizmodo. So, (laughs) my friends, knowing the title of this episode, how long after suiting up the birds and releasing them, did those birds figure out how to undress? What do you think? Hours, days, think of a time frame, all right? Think of a number. you got it? Are you sticking to it? Your final answer? All right, drum roll, please. Ten minutes <laughs> Ten goddamn minutes. Now, if you were an ornithologist who put their love and sweat into a brand new idea just to see it undone within minutes by random ass magpies you'd probably feel a little like shit. (laughs) And you'd feel a lot of bruising around the old ego. But as a haggard musician once said, you can't always get what you want, but you can, or you do get what you need. Check this out. Quote, within 10 minutes of fitting the fifth and final tracker, an adult female without a tracker was busy trying to remove the harness from a younger bird, eventually succeeding. This pattern was repeated in the following hours, and by the third day, the final tracker had been removed from a dominant male. The scientists aren't sure if the same individual removed all the harnesses or if others chipped in to help, but they say that this is a possible sign of rescue behavior. Rescue behavior happens when a helper tries to free another individual in distress with no obvious direct benefit to the rescuing individual. End quote from Gizmodo. In other words, my friends, this is altruism. Helping someone in need simply because you can. The team also noted in their study, which was recently published in the Journal of... What is it? I could read. In the Journal Australian Field Ornithology, you know the one, it wasn't clear (laughs) if the magpies tested different parts of the harness before being able to snap it off at its weakest point, or they simply hacked at it until the harness broke. Now, if it was the former, this may demonstrate cognitive flexibility and learning with collaborative problem-solving. That's kind of intense. In fucking sum, this spectacular failure has inspired more research into magpie problem-solving and for the first goddamn time ever recorded altruism in this species. Now, as for working with tracking devices in the future, <laughs> Dominique told IFL, quote, with magpies, we're going to wait until the trackers can be made even smaller, so perhaps that will bother them less, End quote. So my friends, I have magpies taking over Queensland, Australia on my 2023 bingo card, so watch this space. Okay, after the break, <laughs> move over Spirit Airlines, another crazy way to travel, y'all. How many pigeons does it take to lift a person? The answer is fucking crazy. We could all die. I'm so excited about this. So please, stay tuned. Step into the world of power. Loyalty No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Jane Perlez, longtime foreign correspondent and former Beijing bureau chief for The New York Times. I've been a foreign correspondent in lots of places, Somalia, Indonesia, Pakistan, but nowhere as important to the world as China. I mean, China is not dropping anti-democratic paratroopers into Montana. We'll look at what's driving the two nations apart and explore whether anything can help bring them back together. Faceoff launches April 9th. Hey, everyone. Jill Chacha here from Well, That's Interesting, and I am absolutely thrilled to tell you about Spotify for Podcasters. I use it, I love it, and it all started by downloading the free Spotify for Podcasters app, which has all the tools you need in one place to record and edit your masterpiece of a podcast. Spotify for Podcasters also distributes your show to all major platforms. So when you hit publish, your episodes will stream not only on Spotify, but I'm talking about the Apples, the Googles, Stitcher, Good Pods, the other ones. <laughs> you get the idea. And you can monetize your podcast with no minimum listenership required. You could also set up monthly subscriptions and record ads just like this one. So What are you waiting for? Download Spotify for podcasters today and start changing the world. Oh, and please, stay interesting. 20th Century Studios presents Vacation Friends 2. Now streaming, only on Hulu. Look at us all together again. We just wanted to give you guys a real honeymoon. Shots, 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 now streaming. (laughs) He was just released from jail. Where can I get a drink around here? Back on vacation. This place is nice. It's drug lord nice. I'm sorry, drug lord nice? (laughs) With more baggage. Ever since he showed up, he turned this relaxing vacation into total chaos. Who does that? Vacation Friends 2. Rated R. Now streaming only on Hulu. And we're back. We are so back. And my friends, I'm sure we've all quietly asked ourselves an odd question now and then. Like... If the bacteria in my gut produces gas, are my farts my own or theirs? And <laughs> how many pigeons would it require to lift the average person in a lounge chair to the height of Australia's Q1 skyscraper? As Nick Evans must have thought to themselves at some point. For you see, Nick submitted that question to Randall Monroe, and Randall done delivered. That's right, it's that time again. Let's read from a book, motherfucker. And it's What If, Volume 2. Please just go out and get it already. This is not a fucking commercial. I just want you to be entertained and appalled like myself. So please, just get it. Okay, so let's begin. Oh, you know what? If you want to make this a dangerous drinking game, sip something every time I say the word pigeon. All right, go and get something. I'll give you a second. Okay, great. Quote, believe it or not, science can answer this question. In a 2013 study, researchers at Nanjing University of Aeronautics and Astronautics, led by Ting Ting Liu, trained pigeons to fly up up to a perch while wearing a weighted harness. They found that the average pigeon in their study could take off and fly upward carrying 124 grams, which is about 25% of its body weight. The researchers determined that the pigeons could fly better if the weights were slung below their bodies rather than on their backs. So you would probably want a pigeon to lift your chair from above rather than from support it from below. So let's suppose your chair and harness weigh 5 kilos or 11 pounds, and you weigh 65 kilos or 143 pounds. If you use the pigeons from that 2013 study, it would take a flock of about 600 to lift your chair and fly upward with it. Unfortunately, flying with a load is a lot of work. The pigeons in the 2013 study were able to carry a load 1.4 meters or 4.6 feet upwards to a perch, but they probably wouldn't have been able to fly too much higher than that. Even unencumbered pigeons, oh, that's a hard one, even unencumbered pigeons. <laughs> can only maintain strenuous vertical flight for a few seconds. One 1965 study measured a climb rate of 2.5 meters per second for unencumbered pigeons, so even if we're being optimistic, it seems unlikely that pigeons can lift your chair more than 5 meters or 16 feet." End quote. Okay. Okay. I know what you're thinking. One, this is still a great idea. Let's keep going. We're gonna make this happen. And two, if if 600 pigeons can go five meters, y'all, all all I need is another 600 with me, like the next leg of a rocket launch to carry me the next five meters when those lazy motherfuckers get tired, and so on, and so on, and so on, right? Well, here's the thing. (laughs) Q1 is 322... Yeah, that's right. 322 meters tall, or just over a thousand feet. So we do the maths, clickety-clack, you need about 40,000 pigeons. That should do it, right? Quote, no. (laughs) Since a pigeon can carry only a quarter of its body weight, it takes four flying pigeons to carry one nesting pigeon. That means each stage will need at least four times as many pigeons as the one above it. This exponential growth means that at 45 meters, you would need almost 300 million pigeons, roughly equal to the entire pigeon global population. (laughs) Reaching the halfway point to Q1 would require 1.6 times 10 to the 25th power of pigeons, (laughs) which would weigh about 8 times 10 to the 24th power of kilo. It would weigh more than the Earth itself. At that point, the pigeons wouldn't be pulled down by Earth's gravity. The Earth would be pulled up By the pigeon's gravity." That was a lot of fucking math, but (laughs) y'all, that last sentence said it all. But I know know what you're thinking. I know what you're thinking. We can still do this, never give up, never admit when you're wrong, double down, right? That seems to be the theme lately. So fuck it. Let's do it anyway. What do we need to get a top Q1 at a thousand feet? All right, you asked for it. Here we go. <clears throat> I'm stretching. Uh, now, quote, to reach the top of Q1 would take a number of pigeons weighing 3.5 times 10 to the 46th power in kilograms. That's not just more pigeons that there are on Earth. It's more than the mass there is in the galaxy. End quote. It's more mass than there is in the galaxy. <laughs> it's... I think... You might want to stop right there because you'll destroy us all with this pigeon thing and my friends i mean it sounds like a plot from an evil like like an evil villain from like a 007 movie in the, in the 60s but let's just take a moment let's just take a moment and let's give elevators a round of applause <laughs> so we we really take elevators for granted you know so you know what i think I think the next time you're in an elevator with a stranger, just bring up that fact that using pigeons instead of elevators could destroy the entire galaxy. And if you drop that comment right before you exit onto your floor and the doors close, man, that's a chef's kiss. All right. Thanks for joining me today in episode 122. Thank you for listening, rating, subscribing, telling your friends about how pigeons can destroy us all or how magpies can destroy us all (laughs) if given the chance (laughs) and if you want to guest co-host uh feel free to look at the comment not the comment section uh the details of this episode and you'll see a link to a form hit me up uh i'd love to have you on the show you're a member of the flock you're absolutely welcome it's going to be a great time so please stay interesting